When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. Shit from shit I stepped in. Look in the mirror and point my weapon. You so soft, you won't do nothing. Wanna be starting something? Got to be starting something. Wants to be starting something? Got to be starting something. Get low and take you under. Hang high and make it over. Shoot yourself in the middle when the pain is thunder. No, no, fuck that shit. Smoke a blunt, it's the best I get. I live my life with no regrets. And so I'm stuck with the pain in my life with no regrets. And I'm stuck with the shame. That's paranoia for ya. Paranoia I didn't get over. That's paranoia for ya. That's why you're drunk, not sober. That's paranoia for ya. True love might be over. No. Y'all don't wanna sweat. Y'all just wanna. Be comfortable. I'm the, I'm the Muhammad Ali of this conscious thing. I'm the Sean Carter of this conscious thing. I'm the Floyd Mayweather of this conscious thing. You hear me? Donald Trump is no longer the president. Who you going to blame now? Donald Trump is no longer the president. Who you going to blame now? Donald Trump is no longer the president. Who you going to blame now? Good job, my brother. We rocking funny. It's funny to you, right? It's real oh funny. Ain't that funny? Ain't it funny how everybody's an expert, but ain't got shit to show for their expertise, brothers and sisters? Uh-oh. 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 We got the FDMG glove. Shout out the worldwide. And shout out to his... What up, what up? This is Marlon, a.k.a. Sherlock Homeboy. Back like I never left fast as a statue. Being nosy, minding my business. What up, Sherlock Homie? Sherlock Nation. Are you not entertained? Leroy Jenkins. It's Leroy! That's not part of the intro. Stop it. Welcome to the Black Briefcase. I was having fun before I looked at my schedule. Said, damn, I got to do this Black Briefcase shit. Damn, man. That damn podcast feel like school, man. Let me reach in the briefcase. I hope I hope I pull out something cool. So I pulled out something about hidden hyperspace, and I was trying to do the research. Can't really find nothing good. I landed up on the dark side of the Disney Channel. So I just picked out a random video. Uh, the channel is called Dive Deep. And they're doing good. They got 232,000 subscribers. And uh, the dark side of the Disney Channel, they got a commercial right here. We're going to get right into it. Oh, for the first time, I got me some headphones, y'all. I'm coming for you. 
Joe Button, Joe Rogan, I'm coming for you. You guys got millions of dollars, and I now have some headphones and a mic. That's the difference. You know the difference how far I'm behind in these podcast wars? They have millions of dollars. And today, for the first time, I have headphones and a microphone. Hey, that iPhone was expensive, man. I had to slow down the investment. I got an iPhone just for this shit, man. It was expensive. So I have headphones now, and I have a microphone. Yeah, it's coming along. I'm only about $10 million behind. No, actually, you're $7,000 in the hole. Don't be putting my business in these streets, man. What do you think you're doing? Don't have me cut the budget. The show. We knew it was time. You um, chose to stop it. Yes, my brother and I actually quit off Disney Channel. As someone whose professional career initially spiked at 11 years old, and whose face is now the cover of clickbait articles titled 10 Shocking Ways These Child Stars Die. It's Allison Stone. I'm Brenda Song. I'm Ashley Cecil. I'm Debbie Ryan. Hi, I'm Dylan Sprout. I'm Cole Sprout. Uh, we quit one because it's, uh... I'm Disney royalty. <laughs> hey, this is kind of, is this kind of melon in? No, I'm not. We're going to check out. There's been a lot of shit going around with this Disney shit. I've been hearing rumors of boy... Boy touching and shit like that going on. So I just picked a random one and I'm going with it. Hi, I'm Shelby. And I'm Jake. Welcome, Welcome to, to Deep, Deep Dive. Dive. Where we dive into told and untold stories. With extreme detail. If it happens, it's probably in a deep dive. Today we are super excited to kick off our next series, The, the Disney, Disney Channel, Channel Machine. Machine. And show just how some of these kids were thrust into the spotlight. And made to work harder than most adults. The goal of the series is to chronicle the transitional period between baby, actor, and for some, cultural, cultural phenomenon. phenomenon. We also want to take a moment to thank you all for 100,000 subscribers. For real, thank you all so much for believing in us and always being so supportive. We truly couldn't be living our dream without you. So grab a snack and patent on the hatches or whatever. Because this is about to get deep. deep. The Disney Channel is on the air. In the spring of 1977, Jim Jamiro, a visionary at the Walt Disney Company, went to his higher-ups about an idea for a children's and family network called the Disney Channel, a variety show of sorts that would entertain the masses. Unfortunately, in the late 70s, there were only about 1.2 million cable subscribers nationwide. And although Disney executives liked the idea, they essentially laughed in Jim's face. He is quoted saying, back then we could have done it for 50 cents. Everybody likes the idea, but the truth is nobody took it seriously. Their reaction was essentially, Jim, go do your 8mm home movies. We did the channel because we did a lot of research that uh, showed that there are literally tens of millions of people across this country who really wanted uh, a kind of wholesome or family a programming that wasn't being offered. Benton Bowles Advertising Agency did a study fairly recently that indicated that something like 33% 
uh, of the people who don't subscribe to fake television, with or without children, uh, don't do it because they don't want the R-rated pictures into their houses. Now, I'm not suggesting that there's not a tremendous market for that kind of material. I'm just saying that we discovered uh, that there was a gap in the marketplace. But it would be Jim Jamiro who had the last laugh, as the 80s brought great investments into the Walt Disney Company. The same year they built the billion-dollar theme park Epcot, the Walt Disney Company gave Jim Jamiro the... I didn't know that was a billion-dollar shit green light on beginning what we know today as the most iconic children's network of all time, the Disney Channel. And that, as they say, is just the beginning. In the months ahead, you'll see more great movies for the whole family, more new shows that are fun to watch, easy on the eyes, and packed with the things that you want to know. The people at the Disney Channel want you to know that that's a promise, a commitment to bringing you and your family the kind of quality television you'll be glad to welcome into your home. The Disney Channel has kickstarted hundreds of careers, but it hasn't been without consequence. The rise to child stardom is a controversial one, filled with predatory casting directors, dangerous producers, and in today's episode, even convicted criminals. So be prepared because we are going to be taking a look at one of the longest running Disney Channel shows of all time, The Sweet Life of Zack and Cody, and chronicle just how one show not only launched the careers of some of the most influential people on the entire planet, but also hired a dangerous criminal criminal right out of jail. Stupid looking ears, doesn't it? No, what do you mean, no? Look, the goof's got ears like an elephant. Say it. No! Come on, say it! What an idiot! You're twins! That means you've got stupid ears, too! Hey, 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 that was harsh. We've created that was that was like from the seventies or something. That shit was harsh. That was harsh. Somebody hit this little commercial. We paused that shit. That shit was harsh. Did you hear that shit? Yeah, that came across exactly how that sounded. He was talking to like look like two four year olds on TV. It was a black and white. Let's go back in. You gotta hear that. First, I thought that was Chris Farley, but I don't think so. He's talking to like two twins, four year olds. That shit, that shit the wrong tone. Listen to that shit. That shit ain't even funny at all. And how, just imagine uh, being a kid that young, sitting in front of the audience, and they're yelling at you to make fun of your twin brother. Then when you do, they yell in your face that, that shit's crazy. Listen. Out of jail. Stupid looking ears, doesn't it? No, what do you mean, though? Look, the goof's got ears like an elephant. Say it. No. That shit was crazy. Twins Dylan and Cole Sprouse were born on August 4th, 1992. And just eight months later, they were thrust into the spotlight. We started, basically, our mom put us in the business when we were really, really, really little. We were about eight months old when we started. We did diaper commercial. And then from then uh, to five years old, we did Grace Under Fire. However, Dylan and Cole would be playing the same role. I'm not gonna have you tell me this morning you had a secret in practice. Tell me a secret, even though it's just you and me, whisper, whisper secret. Very children's work restrictions were finally beginning to take form in California, and Hollywood studios needed to adapt accordingly. One of these ways was through the hiring of twins. 
According to California law, child actors between the age of two to six are only allowed to work three hours a day, and babies under two can only work two hours per day. With a twin, you can double that time and finish filming scenes faster and more efficiently. So essentially, Hollywood production companies were hiring twins so they could drain them of more work hours. These laws only got more stringent, and by the time Dylan and Cole were off of Grace Under Fire and onto their next project, they had no trouble landing another role, as twins were in very high demand. They had done several small roles, however, their big break came in the late 90s when they starred along Adam Sandler in the hit film Big Daddy. That did most things. No, I did. No, I did. Mommy says I did. How's it working with Adam Sandler? He's a pretty shy guy. Like you, you wouldn't think that he's shy at first, but he really does. Open yeah. Up. So, so they lived their whole life in front of the camera. The great thing is he has a comedy for all ages. This movie catapulted their careers to the mainstream. However, nothing could have prepared the twins for their Disney Channel debut, as in the coming years, Dylan and Cole Sprouse would become household names. Zach lost her at school. <laughs> In the early 2000s, as Disney Channel was focusing less on animation and putting more funding into live-action children's programming, we saw the rise of the hit original Disney Channel shows like Phil of the Future, Lizzie McGuire, and The Even Stevens. However, this was only the beginning. Multiple shows would begin production during the golden era of Disney Channel, including That's So Raven, Hannah Montana, and of course, The Sweet Life of Zack and Cody. Imagine living in a luxury hotel with unlimited room service, unrestricted pool access, and... You had your underwear dry clean? Feels good! The Sweet Life of Zack and Cody, Disney Channel's original comedy series. When casting and writing the show, Disney saw Dylan and Cole Sprouse as far more than just interchangeable twins. They saw two different personalities that played off of each other and knew as one character they could shine. But as twins, they could be marketed to the masses. When Disney came to us with the offer of The Sweet Life, we were really grateful and you know that's that's just kept us from there and so when dylan and cole were just 11 years old executives at disney channel did just that the series would follow a pair of twins named zach and cody around a parody of the hilton hotel as they wreaked havoc on their family and friends using existing disney channel stars they built a dream cast this march look who's coming to disney channel Zack and Cody, a brand new Disney Channel original series. Coming to March on Disney Channel. You know that 600 million people worldwide suffer from cognitive dysfunction. That's a lot of people suffering from the clinical description of what low. Oh man, I'm gonna over lunch. They hit me with a commercial, man. Wake up, man. Wake up. Wake up. Wake up. Okay, hundred dollar tap dance special. Let me pause that.
Sponsor episode with a hundred dollar donation. My address, my PayPal, my Venmo, my Cash App is in the information box. Tell me your favorite podcast of mine, and your name and message will be read on air as the official sponsor of the episode. Be more than a listener. Be the reason. How about you pay attention? Okay, sorry, I'm back. Melanin in, huh? You sure are. The dark side of a Disney Channel. Channel writers dreamed up London. See, I didn't even know Paris. Uh, Paris Hilton was connected to the Disney Channel. I'm off the loop. I guess the show, Paris and Nicole. I didn't even know that. An airhead who also happened to be the heir to the Tipton fortune. She was outwardly happy and had everything anyone could ever want. But deep down, she craved connection and missed her parents more than anything. This wouldn't have to do more with your father not showing up for the father-daughter dance, would it? Maybe. Uh, London needed a frenemy, and that came in the form of. You know, I actually never watched the Disney Channel. I never, yeah. Yeah, I got holes in my pop culture big time. Yeah, I never even saw the Disney Channel. Patrick, a studious teen girl, London's age, who works the Tipton. That one show. I never saw one show. Never watched the Disney Channel at all. A candy counter to support her family. However, casting these characters would be no simple task. Maddie needed to be quick-witted, snappy, and smart, while London needed to be pretentious, likable, but still three-dimensional. The part of London Tipton originally went to none other than Ashley Tisdale, a teen Broadway performer who previously had done voice acting work for A Bug's Life, and the part of Maddie Fitzpatrick originally went to Philip the Future star Brenda Song. Brenda told W Magazine it was Ashley Tisdale who tested for the role of London Tipton. They were going to go full true Paris Hilton parody, and when we read for the roles, they were like, no, actually you guys switched parts. Hollywood wasn't doing that then. Every audition was like a job to me. I didn't get a lot of auditions. It wasn't until I got into the Disney family that they were so very open. I got this accident. I was like four years old in the mall in Northern California, and they would do like a big model search in the middle of the mall. This school wasn't legit at all, but I met a real agent through it. And I was going to say, there's so many scams out there. Yeah, and it was, and it was, but I was lucky enough to meet a real agent. I just love being on a set. I love what I do. We're really lucky that, you know, I mean, at least for me, I get to live out the dream that I had since I was like seven years old every single day, so I can't complain. So I feel really proud of that because for me growing up, I didn't see a lot of girls who looked like me on TV. And it was a little disheartening because I was like, I'm not Jackie Chan. I'm not Jet Li. How am I going to do this? Brenda even got accepted into Harvard at just 16 years old when she officially landed the role. However, she went with her dreams of becoming an actress instead. Disney replaced her on Bill of the Future and thus transformed her into the iconic London Tipton. And Ashley Tisdale assumed her new role as Maddie Fitzpatrick with ease and showcased her versatility as an actress. I'm so grateful for playing those roles. Like, at that time in my life, that was, like, what I wanted to do. I was like, I need to be on Disney. The twins needed a reason to live at the hotel. Different characters who worked in the hotel, along with a parental figure. The soap opera icon herself, Kim Rhodes, assumed the part of Carrie Martin, a divorced mother of twins who lives and sings at the luxury hotel. Phil Lewis would be cast as Mr. Mosby, the uptight hotel manager who acted as a father figure I can't, I, I can't lie I can't lie I can't lie I can't lie man it, it may not be me it might it might not be me this might be this might be uh, uh some bullshit let me let me look for something else I, yeah, let me. I play this while I look for someone else. London and was always at odds with Zach and Cody. Are you familiar with the gear shift? You mean the Prindle? The what? The Prindle. Are you referring to the shift lever that says P R N D L? I'm not a child, Mosby. I know how to spell Prindle. 
It's not something you spell. It is a gear shift. The letters stand for Park Reverse Neutral Driving Loud. You're making me nervous. Look over technical talk. Oh, I'm sorry. Why don't we just relax? We'll turn on the radio. Would you like Am or Fim? Adrian Ramante would be cast as Mr. Mosby's bellboy. Esteban Julio Ricardo Montoya de la Rosa Ramirez. Brian Stepanek became a fan favorite when he was cast as the scatterbrained engineer, Arwen, whose love for Carrie Martin was only rivaled by his love for creating disastrous inventions for the hotel. And Allison Stoner, a dance prodigy who gained major recognition at just 11 years old when the starring alongside Missy Elliott in the music video for Work It was cast as the... Okay, I'm sorry to cut you off, man. It might just, I, might, I might just be multitasking. Focus, dude. Yeah, this this video ain't doing it for me, man. So we're going to switch it up. This is called, uh, let's check out the Disturbing Disney Iceberg. That's kind of interesting. So let me pause that before they hit us with commercial. Yeah, it's a 50-50 partnership. I need to focus a little bit more, and I need a little bit more uh, help from the content. So uh, they're still playing this uh, video, and I'm breaking down. I'm articulating. I'm uh, documenting in a news reporter type of way, investigation. That's protected by the copyright law of 1976. So, uh... When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. There we go. Come on, skip, 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 skip. Here we go. Let's try this new one. Hello, it's me again, here to tell you all the horrors of our world so that we may bask in the glory that maybe our lives really aren't that bad. And yeah, I mean, sure, talking about the inevitability of our corporate overlords basically being able to do whatever the hell they want while we kind of just sit back in utter terror while we eat our fifth Hot Pocket isn't the funnest of, of things to do, but that's what we're going to do. Today, we're not going to be fisting Mickey Mouse. We're going to be putting our hands like this and going deep inside Mickey Mouse into a fist in order to see the dark depths of what Disney has in store. Okay. Okay, that's what I'm talking about. Okay, okay, here we go. Yes, please. Disney was responsible for some amazing forms of media and characters that, I mean, sure, were actually stolen from uh, original fairy tales and then kind of made into more childlike things, so it's not really, like, original. And sure, every single pop star that came from Disney wasn't really by chance, and actually, uh, it was a complete grooming process where they pick out a child and then groom them in order to become a pop star. We'll get into that. Ingraining into our naive brains that shallowness and vanity and youth is all that matters in life, and once you you hit past 18 years old your life is over you have dreams and you're over 21 sorry no dreams for you basically disney is made for kids but holy shit they are evil and i mean at the end of the day that's okay because all we can really do is just sit back and gawk at our corporate okay what i'm gonna do i'm gonna play devil's advocate pun intended uh i'm gonna defend disney you gonna what yeah they got to prove to me is evil i heard a lot of conspiracy shit and just like hey if you haven't brought down them religions a lot of shit go on under religious beliefs. They don't tear down them religions. Yeah, you ever notice that? Unless you're a cult. Oh, they're coming to get you. One test kid, one boy pussy, not not supposed to have. What? They come get you if you're a cult. 
If if you got a Fortune 500 religion, I think they allow 5.3 billion. For real, make it an even billion, not not billion. They they out of control. They they got a black card on uh, pedophilia. So uh, if other institutions get uh, don't get uh, taken down by the evil people associated with it, you are gonna have to show me something. In, in institutionalized in that company to make me say yeah but even that I it seems like a lot of religions out there have have that pattern of it's in the DNA of that corporation but they don't they don't even go to jail overlords so let's talk about the evils while at the same time exploring some interesting aspects of disney as well while we go down the depths of this iceberg now for those who aren't familiar with the iceberg videos it's the basic concept of the tip of the iceberg the tip of the iceberg is what everyone knows the further we get down into the depths that's the shit that is very obscure a lot of times very depressing and dark. There will be five different tiers. A lot of these came from different icebergs that I saw on the internet, and a lot of these things I actually found myself with my research. I tried to make sure everything that's on this list is real and tangible and not just some creepy pasta or something like that. And sure, a lot of these things you guys might already know, but hey, I didn't know and I thought they were interesting, so maybe some people out there will find these things interesting as well. But before we start talking about stuff that is depressing, let's talk about something that isn't depressing. Something that's good for the soul, baby. I'm talking about Displate. Displate takes your passions and your interests, puts them on metal, and then puts them on display. Honestly, one of the most interesting and honestly practical ways to display art, especially when it comes to mounting. I mean, I don't know about you guys, but it's honestly one of the most annoying things in the world to uh, mount a frame on a wall. And Displate makes it quick and simple with their magnet mounting system. And the vast amount of art that is on Displate is insane. They have both branded and art artistic content. Oh, what's that? You like anime? Oh, they got everything for you. Oh, what? You like some movies? They got plenty of that. Oh, what? You like space? They got an entire category dedicated to space. Printed in the EU and delivery expectancy is four to five days. It can't get better than that. Not to mention the packaging is... Hey, you motherfuckers just... I'm over here lunching. I thought they were talking about this. It's just dickhead doing a commercial. <coughs> like, oh, Disney shit? Fuck is this shit, man? <coughs> what is this world come to? I'm about to make you do overtime. This shit is turning to a shit show. He the one that blended in his content with his paid uh, sponsors that I wish I had. Nah, I don't got no. If I don't got no sponsor, nobody got no sponsors. Fuck that shit, man. Back to the story. I don't even know if this is really common knowledge, but Oswald the Lucky Rabbit was actually made before Mickey Mouse and was basically going to be the Mickey Mouse before Mickey Mouse. Oswald the Lucky Rabbit was... Oh, they just stole Mickey. They didn't, uh, they didn't Elvis Presley Mickey. Even Mickey, Elvis Presley. Was Oswald, was he, was he black? Was he, was, did he steal his style from a black, black mouse? different cartoon strips in the 1920s and the 1930s. And if we look at Oswald, we could plainly see the similarities in the character design when it came to Mickey Mouse and Oswald. And the reason for that is actually Disney ended up losing the rights to Oswald, which led them to end up creating Mickey Mouse. Oh, don't be, that's, that, that's, a, that's a word game. They're the creators of Oswald, too. Don't be trying to trick me. I'm watching you now. 
interesting that one of the most recognized cartoon characters in the world could have potentially been a bunny instead of a mouse. No, 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 no. This is like one of my split personalities started a different podcast network. It'd pretty much be the same. Which one? Marloni? Nah, Jesse James Brown. Nah, Marloni. Nah, Budami. Oh, I hate you, my brother. A tip is actually something that's kind of been trending lately. Go away green, the magical paint color that Disney uses to make things completely disappear. This is a very specific shade of a mixture of gray, blue, and green color, and you see it all the time when it came to Disneyland or Disney World. It has some weird color combination that makes it to where your eyes kind of just ignore that it's there. And I know it's kind of confusing, but if you look at some of these images, you can kind of see clearly what I mean. They use it to hide construction sites. Oh, that's, that, that's good. That's good. I was calling bullshit until I saw it in real life. They got like a natural color that they paint things to make it seem like all the radiation and all the microwaves and that zooming through you. Like they hide like the telephone poles. The the uh, they make it seem like a natural habitat, and it it does a good job of uh, like they had like a, a fire hydrant that it does a good job of hiding the unnatural things trying to make it more of a natural setting. That's pretty cool. Meant for customers to go into. It's honestly impressive and a little bit confusing. It's almost like an optical illusion looking at some of these pictures, seeing the things just blend so easily in the background. It's almost like a nice version of camouflage. The next time you're at Disneyland or Disney World, maybe keep your eye out. You might miss something. You might. The Indiana Jones rope, now this is another just kind of cool Easter egg when it came to Disneyland. Apparently there's an Indiana Jones rope display that has a sign that says, do not pull the rope, but the not portion is crossed out. And if you pull it hard enough, you get this cool little audio clip play, which obviously I assume is from the movie, but I didn't watch Indiana Jones, so I have no idea. I know that's probably blasphemy for me to say that I didn't watch Indiana Jones, but shut up, okay? Next we have the Morse code. I don't think I saw it completely either. Train, another cool little Easter egg when it comes to Disney. Apparently, Morse code can be heard at the time. Hey, where's this evil shit you promised? You better not be catfishing me. Pause. He's oh, we about to get into the evil dark empire of Disney. Hey, check out this cool shit that Disney does. Come on, man. Come on, man. Station in New Orleans Square. Apparently, the transmission of the Morse code is the first two sentences from Walt Disney's opening day speech of July 17th, 1955. Apparently, Disney's wife used to be a telegraph operator and was able to decipher Morse code. Honestly, a really cool but ultimately kind of pointless thing to have because, let's be real, no one uh, has Morse code brain. That's not the thing. I mean, it's good to start off this video with like cool, interesting things that Disney comes up with because this really is, is a cool idea, you know, to distract us from how awful we're about to find out Disney actually. Okay, so let's that's go what I'm talking about. deeper and go to the next tier. Disney Channel Groom's Child Stars. Now, this is something I mentioned in the intro. And the reason this is so high up on the list is because this is kind of known by everyone, but we don't really... They kind of hit us with a commercial, but we was ready for it. This is going to play after the... Uh... After this going to play, I guess he's building up different tiers. I guess the iceberg, okay, the disturbing Disney iceberg, he's showing you what's underneath uh, the water. Okay, that's fair enough. That's fair enough. Man, two back-to-back, -back, that's fair enough. So now we're getting to the uh, grooming. Let's see. 
this goes. And there's a common thing that happens with Disney, specifically Disney Channel, and I'm sure all of you know. They poop out pop stars left and right. Demi Lovato, Hilary Duff, the Jonas Brothers, Selena Gomez, and most recently Zendaya. Zendaya, whatever, one of those. And Nick has actually tried to replicate this thing that Disney is doing with some of their pop stars as well. Not as too much success as Disney, but they tried. If we just look at this picture alone, this is Mickey Mouse Club. This is kind of where it all started. We got Justin Timber. Well, you got to think about it. It makes sense because they're they're searching for kid talent and they're a billion dollar co uh, company that has the resources to find the talented kids of the world, of the United States. So when Justin Timberlake becomes so famous or Britney Spears, you got to think about it. They was a cut above everybody when they was kids. So if you're looking for talented kids, you probably would grab Michael Jackson before he had a chance to become Michael Jackson if you're looking for kid talent. So if Michael Jackson was out there and they were doing their kid search for their for their network, billion dollar network, and they came across Michael Jackson, do you think Michael Jackson would have been on Disney? I say a hell yeah, he would have. Hell yeah, he would have. They probably... Don't don't say yeah he would he would have been Mickey Mouse they would have made him black Mickey Mouse would have been black in real life would have been Michael Jackson Michael Jackson is Mickey Mouse Britney Spears Christine Aguilera Ryan Gosling all insanely famous celebrities Disney started realizing they can literally make a child pop star farm in a way basically grooming children from single digit age in order to make them into pop stars to make them a shitload of money. So basically how it goes is they create a show around the main character, which that main character is potentially going to be that pop star. And in those said shows, those child stars, the main character, sings a song here and there. I mean, you know it, every Disney Channel show, the main character sings a song at some point. And then after they end up singing that song or have a big debut episode where they sing one of their original songs, they come out with a full album of their music. And they kind of rinse and repeat this process until they eventually become this this huge massive pop star that makes them a shitload of money i mean it really feels kind of gross once you think about it that they just like oh i am choosing you you child are going to be pop star at starting at the age of five we're going to groom you to no, become no, famous no, and no, honestly no, it kind of works no, every the nba does the same thing the nba does the same thing i heard uh what's that boxer name uh devin haney i was watching david haney since he was like 16 15 or 16 and uh uh lebron james was on tv in high school so $100 tap dance special sponsored episode with the $100 donation. My address, my PayPal, my Venmo, my cash app is in the information box. Tell me your favorite podcast of mine and your name and message will be on air. As the official sponsor of the episode. Be more than a listener. Be the reason. Yeah, so I'm I'm, I'm kicking so far Disney some bail, man, because we're like manipulating the reality of a multi-billion dollar corporation. Let's just say like the Catholic Church. There will be problems along the way. But uh, does it sink the whole shit? It should. And you bet that be. I'm talking about anything that's corrupt. Time for Disney because the promotion that Disney gives you, it's honestly near impossible to not. Be I have no problems with the Catholic Church, especially because I'm not a young boy going to church at a Catholic church or a school. You know what? That's fair, though. That's fair. Like, I don't got no axe to grind. <laughs> don't say grind when we do this topic. Pause. I'm just saying everybody got their problems. Sorry, just sorry, because I know I know one thing. I can't afford to lose any Catholic followers. I heard it's like a billion of them motherfuckers, man. 
like everybody I piss off the blacks, the whites, the gays. Now the Catholics, man, I'm never gonna get a following. I apologize. I apologize. I'm I'm completely okay with looking the other way on things that happen over there. Sorry. Come back. Like and subscribe. You can't like. Can you can subscribe? Okay, subscribe. You can leave a fucking review. I'm a pop star. It's a little bit different now because this guy, guy, I just noticed something. I don't, uh, I don't think I trust guys with blue hair. This guy got blue highlights all through his hair. He looks like one of Elon Musk's exes or something. I don't, yeah. yeah I'm watching you, dude. Yep. Continue. Now we have the internet, so the entertainment mediums are a lot uh, more spread out than, you know, Disney Channel. And if you want a more deep dive of this video topic, a YouTuber named Patrick CC went into this in a lot more depth and gave a lot more uh, timeline examples of how this actually happened. You can go watch this video. It's in the description. Next, we have basically just subliminal messages in general when it comes to Disney. I feel like this is known by a lot of people. This is known, but we got, we got to talk about the corporation of it. We got to talk, yes, this is Disney, but at the same time, this is a billion dollar uh, corporation in Sodom and Gomorrah. Like, this is, a, this is, this is, this is the sinful time we're in. Shut up, man. You really, yep, yeah, I'm, I'm with Disney on this one. Regardless, I'm going down. I'm going down with the, uh, with the pirate ship. And here's what I'm saying. You have to understand that it's, it's a multi-layered company with a lot of data. So at the same time is if they're guilty of anything, they're guilty for trying to take care of the kids and the parents at the same time. What you mean? When you're talking over somebody's head, don't worry. You're talking over somebody's head. So while these little bastard kids can't drive to the movie theater or can't purchase things on their own, we must integrate stuff to keep adults attention while entertaining the kid and while giving parents stuff above the kid's head. Brilliant. You caping today. Good example is a sex in the Lion King. There's a cut in Lion King when Simba falls down and a bunch of... Okay, now, now, now that's, that's just flat out sub... sub yep, that's just flat out uh, subconscious priming. Fuck that shit. That, that's... that's Cross the line. Wait a minute, Jack. I didn't sign up for that. O.J. Simpson, I quit. You're guilty as hell. I didn't know you had a knife in your backpack, motherfucker. That was covered. You guilty? What? Let me see your hand. You no, know, I. You guilty, man? I quit. I am not gonna defend some bullshit. I wasn't defending that. That sex that floated in the Lion King. That was some motherfucking who, who being funny. Hands need to roll. Pause. I didn't defend that shit. That's subliminal messaging at its finest. Fuck that shit. Down with Disney. It's up in the air and ends up spelling sex in the air. And let's go through the rest of them, shall we? There is a lot. In The Little Mermaid, there used to be a penis on the cover of the movie. And not only that, but the dude who ends up wedding them in the finale of the movie ends up popping a chub out of nowhere. <laughs> you can literally see his penis just poke out a little bit, which obviously was later removed from the movie and the art was later removed. And then we have a really weird one, The Rescuers. Of these, are some, these are some rogue nerds, man. These are some rogue nerds, man. No pussy getting rogue nerds, man. Nah, nah. The billion dollar company stands. Know why it stands? Because I've never been to Disneyland or, or none of that shit. And I got to go before we start. I can't get on the, I can't meet too Disney when I'm trying to go. I have never been. 
And once I get enough money, I'm going to do a podcast live from there. So I, I got to wait before I down, slow down on the down with Disney. I got to go to them theme parks. I've never been there. Of all movies. Showing an entire naked woman booba out and everything oh, in shit. a frame in the movie. That one is just so strange. Oh, shit. That's rogue. That's, he, that's rogue. That's rogue. That, that didn't come from higher up. That was crazy, though. Shame on you. Literally just a, a square pixelated picture of a girl's boobies. I mean, there's a lot more speculation as to why this stuff happened. You know, it could just be Disney workers rebelling against yes. work environments or it could just be a little bit trolling. You know, we don't know. But the naked picture and the rescuers had Disney recall over 3 million. They hit us with another uh, commercial. So if they're recalling 3.5 million uh, copies, they ain't doing that shit on purpose. That was a rogue action. By a white male. 105 pounds, five foot three with glasses. You just go stereotype him like that. You damn right. And you know he did it. Can you hear play? Yeah, I'm nervous. That's hilarious. The Escape from Thank Tomorrow you, buddy. movie. This one is honestly just impressive and cool as shit, but it doesn't really have a happy ending. Apparently, there was a movie that was made completely inside the borders of Disneyland without them knowing. They actually had zero permission to record on the property whatsoever, especially an entire movie, but they did it anyway. Apparently, this is a style of filming called guerrilla filmmaking. It's the idea that filmmakers go with barely any budget, kind of a skeleton crew, zero permits, zero anything, and just try to get as much footage as they can. They played the patience card and gradually, eventually, they made an entire movie inside Disneyland. Which you can imagine. I, I bet I bet on their property you could have got away with that. That was legal. Took a shitload of pre-production planning. I mean, that that's just crazy. But unfortunately, this act of art, I guess you could call it, didn't really have a happy ending. Their hopes of getting news coverage and in turn pulling in a lot of views from Disney, you know, trying to sue them or, you know, having a big ordeal about it. Disney basically just said they didn't care. Pretty much, they kind of just said, no free clout for you. I mean, they did end up getting a spot in the Sundance Film Festival, but ultimately they ended up losing a shitload of money in the process. But still very interesting concept. The movie is actually up on the internet. Oh, somebody tried to do... Oh, that wasn't Disney. If th Somebody shot a whole movie inside the theater. I was actually considering watching it. Potentially might make a video on it because that sounds very interesting to watch. Alright, let's go a little deeper. A little, a little deeper hey, hey, this iceberg is full of shit so far, buddy. Full of shit. Couple rogue employees building out a corporation uh, uh, searching out kid talent because they're looking for kid talent. Come on, man. Come on, man. This iceberg is full of shit. I think it's full of ice. Not his. Remember, the deeper we go, more obscure, a little bit darker we get. Japan's Disneyland ripoff called Nara Dreamland. This one is quite interesting and in a way somewhat impressive. The fact that they were able to yoink Disney's likeness for 45 years. And also the fact that it was kind of just completely abandoned out of the blue. There are a bunch of photographers and journalists who found out about this place and end up breaking in and taking pictures. There was like trucks still there, buildings, everything was just left as is like everyone kind of just disappeared. But knowing how Disney operates when it comes to copyright, it's absolutely astonishing the fact that they didn't get sued whatsoever. The fact that they went under the radar for 45 years. No, no, if you look, that's in that culture. I know, like, you know, China replicated the world over there. Like, they got a White House over all the wonders of the world. They replicated, they replicated, like, entire, like, English towns and shit. Like, as in 
all the wonders, man-made wonders of the world, including the White House, including the uh, the Russian version of the White House, anything you can think of, they replicated real size, like as a London Bridge, like Uncle Ben, the the big clock in London and all that shit, the Leaning Tower of Pisa, anything you can think about, they replicated over there in China. That shit is crazy, but you know how brilliant that is? You know why? There's one billion Chinese people in there, and I would say at least 900 million of them won't be able to travel the world. So what do they do for their people? They brought the world to their people. They even like built like a fake, uh, uh, Wall of China. So it was, I'm so infatuated with China. China is so interesting. But yeah, they mimic all the special structures of the world to the actual size in China. We're in business for a long time. But apparently they shut down in 2006, and apparently the reason was just a lack of foot traffic. You know, there wasn't many customers left, which, you know, is speculation. It could be a complete different reason. Maybe they were worried that Disney caught wind of their place, and they're just like, fuck this, I'm out. Who knows? It's kind of up for grabs. But still, looking at these pictures of this place, seeing the pure, complete ripoff that they did of Disneyland is honestly hilarious. And speaking of the fact that Disney is absolutely insane when it comes to the power that they hold when it comes to copyright, the fact that they threatened to sue three daycare centers. Yes, three of them. A company that has prided itself on their childlike wonder that it holds ironically found itself nearly suing innocent preschools. And the only reason they threatened to sue them is they had three life-size portraits of Disney characters in their building. That's it. And yeah, 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 yeah. Come on, buddy. Come on. Hey, this turned into, hey, you turned into, you turned into a, a shitberg. This is not, nah, man. What is, what is he doing? You you think Disney gonna gonna let you uh uh molest kids in the name of Disney at a child daycare? You, do you think you with the blue hair can go get an LLC called Disney Daycare and they ain't gonna have nothing to say about it? Almost sued them for it. Disney is like the equivalent of those manipulative children's channels on YouTube. I can't fucking take this anymore. Where they act like they care for the children, but in reality, I'm not saying there ain't no bad shit going on at Disney. I'm saying this is almost a gotcha game. This is a billion dollar corporation. This is almost full of shit. And I'm pretty sure this, because I, I heard they was like getting caught up in some uh, boy pussy sting. Man, don't be so vulgar. It was caught up in some people working there was caught up in some pedophilia shit. So uh, you would think so, because I'll tell you one thing. I'm not, damn, I'm doing a good job defending Disney, but it's the truth. Uh, sick people are not just totally dumb. What do you mean? I mean, anything that got to do with kids, they backwards engineered to get in a position to be around kids. So you can see how jobs that connected to kids will have a higher percentage of perverts in them. If a guy loves looking at vagina and he's not attractive he's gonna be a gynecologist can't even say that word good thing because that joke was terrible because i say no like for instance uh people with problems get attracted to things they have a problem with and they wear a disguise some of the time and that's just so what okay here's what i'm saying a lot of people go to the military because they want to kill they don't give a fuck about america they want to kill they want to come close Close as they can. They have they have fantasies of killing. It just got real. That example just got real, man.
Sorry to question you. The children are easy to manipulate for their mom's money. World War II animations. This one's honestly kind of kind of cool and a pretty interesting part of history because as we all know how governments treat war and how they make people feel more okay with war in general is they demonize the people that we are at war with, which at the time, you know, the Japanese and obviously the Germans as well. Those people who keep up with Attack on Titan know what I'm saying. And that right there is your mother. So the US government ended up employing Walt Disney to make World War II propaganda animations and more importantly, educational videos. Since so many people were getting drafted into the army, it was way easier to just show them a educational video and Walt Disney is just really good at making them entertaining while being educational. And some of the titles of these were Education for Death, The Making of a Nazi, Commando Duck, Reason and Emotion, Defure's Face, and Donald Gets Drafted. And safe to say, there was a lot of, you know, Japanese racism and such, which these videos had. But like I said before, it was meant to demonize the people that we were at war with. And you could actually find... I'm going to take it further than that. It's a product of America. Didn't America lock up most of the Japanese people, <laughs> American, Japanese Americans? So you're going to point what Disney is doing in their cartoons and then point out how America reacted? Man, I think Disney needs to hire you. I ain't saying I'm okay with all that shit, but man, I ain't here just to play Tiddlywinks gotcha games. So these animations on YouTube right now, honestly, it's a very interesting and quite entertaining watch to see how things were back then. And just seeing our beloved characters go to war. The next one that we're going to talk about is just disgusting. Uh, disgusting. Gross. Gross. Honestly, I have absolutely no clue how it went on for so long. Disney's communal underwear. <clears throat> Up until 2001, Disneyland workers were not allowed to bring their own underwear to wear when they were in character because normal underwear kind of bunched up and, and left marks and you can kind of tell that someone was underneath the costume. It broke the imagination. Which begs the question, why wouldn't they just ask him to buy specific underwear for the costume? No, 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 no. Let me, let me, let me, let me fix that for you. It didn't say you couldn't wear your underwear, dickhead. That was a part of the costume. Like, I'm, I'm onto this little... His hair is bothering me, too. I'm onto him, man. Like, as a, if they're guilty, they're guilty. But we're not going to manipulate... We're not going to hear manipulate shit. I can understand how that would work. Give me an example. If you're a costume that can see panty lines and underwear lines, you can't just put your... You can't just use your panties. You can, I ain't telling you or your... Why are you saying panties like that? I don't know. It's always sound weird to me. It's freaky, huh? You can't put your under... They didn't say take your underwear off. They said part of the costume is these trousers, motherfucker. I'm watching you because it makes sense. They ain't saying, oh, get naked and get in our underwear. No, it said, hey, we're not going to have uh, uh, Mickey Mouse with a thong on, with a, with a panty line. We know when Donald Dunk... Donald who? Donald Duck ain't gonna have no oversized bulge in a in the ass line. Do guys have ass lines? I like the I like the Minnie Mouse panty line. Yeah, that's getting confusing. Pause. All I'm saying is, nah, homie, nah, homie, you're manipulating. Like for instance, this shit has been bullshit so far, man. And I'm pretty sure I can do a better job of fighting dirt on Disney without manipulating this shit. This is a this is this is propaganda. 
concept of making them wear uh, communal jock straps. And obviously this communal thing led to very uh, disgusting things. Few people ended up contracting pubic lice, scabies. It actually wasn't until 2001 that they finally decided, hmm, maybe sharing underwear isn't a good idea. I don't know. Maybe. Yeah, 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 yeah. They should get their own pair. If you guys are disgusted by that, just wait. Let's move on to the next tier. The sexist rejection. Ain't oh, a commercial. Yeah, okay, 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 okay. Here we go. So yeah, I gotta understand. Like as they working out, like as a nah, man. These are uh, it's almost like say a job had you dressed up as a character, but they had an official bra, so you can't see your nipples. You can keep your bra on, but just to make sure there's no mistakes, that's part of the uniform. That other bra. So yeah, I can see you getting like uh. Nipple herpes from it or some shit. Did you see? <laughs> they got these commercials rolling, man. I'm feeling time. Like, as in, did you say nipples herpes? That's a C minus. That's definitely a C. Double D. Sure, most everyone is completely aware of Disney's problematic past when it comes to racism and sexism. We could go on. Ah, right, don't be trying to work. Don't, don't be trying to work on me. Don't be trying to work on me. Don't be trying to work on me. Don't be throwing in the racism. Uh, don't be trying to uh, uh, black Mickey matters. Don't uh, get the fuck out of here. Stay focused. Give me the dirt. Give me the dirt. Huge list of different uh, cartoons and animations that were completely racist and sexist. But this one feels so dystopian in a way. Reading a letter from 1938 of a rejection letter for a woman. 1938? Line. 1938. How much did it cost to turn them Wyola pies? Hey, stop, man. I'm just saying this is like this is a this is a hit piece, man. And I'm saying, okay, okay, okay. Be totally honest. We'll be totally honest with you. There's some stuff out there to bring Disney down, and I thought we was gonna find it. I know there's this is a lot of scandals going around, a lot of bullshit, and I thought this was gonna be a Disney hit piece. This is a smear campaign. In context of a billion dollar corporation, it is. This ain't no rogue piggly wiggly. This is a billion dollar operation. And these are gotcha points. 1931? You don't want to know what your granddaddy said to my granddaddy in 1931, motherfucker. Get the fuck out of here. Because cause these examples are out of context. He showed you what Disney did during World War II when America was locking up every every Japanese person they could find. And he's going to tell you a letter from Walt fucking Disney in 1931 when his granddaddy owned my granddaddy in 1931. Took a while. Took a while. Nope, I'm not letting you get away with that. When racist, when it was okay to be racist. That's fair. That's fair. That was a stretch with the... Slave example, but I'm, uh, I'm keeping it fair. But that's fair. It was accepted. So, so, so I think I made my point. And uh, hundred dollar tap dance special sponsor episode with a hundred dollar donation. My address, my PayPal, my Venmo, my Cash App is in the information box. Tell me your favorite podcast of mine, and your name and message will be read on air as the. I have problems with that. As the sponsor of the episode. You have problems with everything. Be more than a listener. Be the reason. And Disney, if you want to sponsor me, I'm doing a good job. Look at me capping out here for you. I'm, I'm a whole sellout on these streets.
for a job. Seeing the matter-of-fact pure sexism of the 30s in written form is so interesting and creepy. A woman named Mary Ford applied to Disney in 1938 for an animation apprentice position and the letter she received back is just insane. Women do not do any of the creative work in connection with preparing the cartoons for the screen as that task is performed entirely by young men only. For this reason, girls are not considered for the training school. The only work open to women consists of tracing the characters on clear celluloid sheets with India ink and then filling in the tracing on the reverse side with the paint according to the directions. In order to apply for a position as inker or painter, it is necessary that one appears in the studio bringing samples of pen and ink, watercolor work. It would not be advisable to come to Hollywood with the above specifically in view as there are really few openings in comparison with the number of girls who apply. So basically they just said, yeah, no, uh, you're a female, get the fuck out of here. Hey, what they say to the black people show me the, show me a letter dear negroes we have work for you meet me at the back by the trash dump harsh but probably accurate who the hell do you think you are? And actually, this was brought up in 2014 by Meryl Streep just to show how utterly anti-Semitic Disney actually is. Which let's be Negroes, employees must always be in costume when on the premises. Real, no matter how much Disney... Shut up, man. I'm just saying, he, he's playing a gotcha game, man. Because what he's talking about is America, man. What the fuck, man? Hey, this is America. Walt Disney has been around for a while. It's a billion-dollar corporation, and there's rogue people everywhere. And fuck them. I'm not... Yes, you are, but I'm saying, man, give me more. You got to do better than this. He tries to uh, patch up their past or, or fluff it up. The past is always going to be there, all right? Now, this next one is no one dies at Disney. Now, this one is a common phrase heard when it comes to Disney, the idea that it is a perfect place where no one can die. Obviously, this is complete myth to make it seem like Disney is, you know, a safe haven free from the outside world to really give that idea of wonderment and a fairy tale land, which I do get it. I do get why they do that, but the methods that they do in order to keep the technicality of that phrase is kind of depressing. If someone dies on the property at Disney, they do not call the death of someone who dies at Disney. Now, I don't know if they still do this. Uh, this is just something that I've read about. In order to keep the technicality of someone not dying on the property of Disney is the fact that they don't allow someone to die. What they do is attempt to resuscitate the dead, regardless if they are far gone, if they've been dead for a while. They resuscitate the dead as much as possible until they are off the property, then they call them dead. There was even a part of an article I read where a spectator was even asking about it because a dude was dead on the ground for a while and they started resuscitating him and the dude's like, why are they doing that? He, he's literally been dead for a while. Hey, no one dies at Disney. The death of Marcelo Torres. Now, this one is just pure okay, negligence. Okay, okay, yeah. That's corny to do that. And that's a corny saying. But I would say, okay, he's going to... he. What is susceptible for 500 million... Uh, uh, not viewers. People to come through there. What's acceptable? Okay, how many people do you think you died at McDonald's or the Big Mac? I would say it's probably in the thousands. We got to understand Disney probably had, what, 500 visitors, 500 million visitors in the life of Disney? Half a billion? In the life of Disney. I know people have been to Disney like four or five times. But I'm basically saying the hundreds of millions of visitors 
It's still like a gotcha game. When it comes to the maintenance of a specific ride called Big Thunder Mountain, which this ride is uh, still around today. Apparently throughout the year of 2003. Man, I just saw a little uh, video of like a uh, uh, a roller coaster like falling and like killing motherfuckers. And for Disney not to have any major accidents in the whole time. Come on, man. Ride was showing me. You were likely to get killed at a McDonald's. You know how many people get killed at McDonald's for real? You know how many employees been murdered? You know how many employees been murdered? McDonald's employees have murdered people recently. In 2022, it has been McDonald's employees that said, fuck that, got a gun and killed the customer. Facts. I hate that word. Say it again. Facts. I hate that stupid. Facts any issues but it seems like those issues were never properly taken care of and marcello was the one who suffered for their negligence so basically how this ride works is in front of the entire track is there is a big train car that kind of leads the way the ride was headed around a sharp right bank into a tunnel which all of a sudden the front train on that turn became completely derailed and in turn it ended up mounting the car behind it and it landed a heavy hit on marcello's chest and head ended up oh, breaking shit. a bunch of his ribs and then he gradually bled to death. A few of the people behind him ended up getting injured, but apparently they sat there for a good 20 minutes with a dead body in front of them before help even arrived. A very avoidable death, and there was a settlement which the details of it weren't given out by request of the family. However, all we know is that they gave $500,000 to Brooks College in Long Beach to provide scholarships to aspiring animators because their 22-year-old son, Marcello, was a graphic artist. So it's safe to so, say that- oh, $5 million. At least they got a decent settlement out of it. But in their own words, it won't bring back their son. All right, the next topic, why is there never moms in Disney movies? Now, this one is one of the rare ones in this list that is somewhat speculated. If we take a look at most Disney movies, especially the classics, we start to notice a specific pattern. No one has a mom. And if they do have a mother, they end up dying or they just aren't mentioned. Now, there are obviously a good amount. See, at the same time, this is probably his best one so far. <clears throat> the the programming okay now we're getting somewhere and it's a stretch i'm just just trying not to be a hater i've been watching my mouth trying to but okay i'm i'm listening to this one of theories behind this one is the fact that disney movies were based on classics and the classics didn't really have mothers and the reason for that is back then mothers who ended up having children a lot of times ended up dying which is why they ended up just not having moms. I guess that was just a common accepted thing back then. But so once again, it's time is tied to the time, <clears throat> the days in the time where the stories were, uh, where the stories come from. Come on, man. Accepted theory is the death of Walt Disney's mother, which is very depressing. When Walt received his first fortune of money, he ended up buying his mom a house. And after a while, she started complaining about the smell of gas in the house. So Walt sent over a Disney-employed maintenance man to fix the issue himself. But unfortunately, the issue of the gas was not completely resolved. And his mom ended up dying due to asphyxiation from the gas. So a lot of people believe the reason for the lack of mothers in movies is the very guilt that Disney holds with himself because he did buy the house that his mother died in. Wait, but but that means if he was buying houses, sitting Disney repairman over there, it was already in motion, baby. I reject that. And that's wrong of you to say. It's heartless. Your mother taught you better than that. 
top of that, he told someone to go fix the problem and it wasn't fixed because he didn't go check himself. And obviously it could just be basically motivation pieces because let's be real, anyone who watches a lot of shows when the main character has a lot of, of motivation, a lot of times their parents end up dying to give them that motivation. But it's still interesting to hear the possibility of the reason that mothers don't exist much in Disney movies. Bullshit! The fact that Disney's mother passed for very avoidable reasons that he probably feels guilty about. They about to hit us with a, uh, another commercial, man. I'm telling you, man, I didn't see this coming. I thought it was, I thought it was about to... Uh, okay. Clown Collab Disney, man, but I'm, no, I gotta keep it 50, man. I'm, I'm gotta keep it 50, man. That's tear. I want to mention Hey, this, this iceberg is, is, is a bullshit. Did I mention that? Yeah, yeah. You say it's full of shit. Yeah, man. When I say specifically for the tr ice turd, he got a. This motherfucker said an iceberg. He came with an ice turd. Triggering portions of the crimes, the dark things that may upset a lot of people. There is animal abuse in here. There is child abuse in here. There's sexual abuse in here. So I just wanted to mention beforehand. You should see what McDonald's does to them cows. I'm just saying. You should see. If, if you saw what McDonald's does to them cows, man. I'm just saying. You might want to do a little video on it. Be wary. The death of Debbie Stone. Now, there are a few deaths when it comes to Disneyland, but none are as creepy. See, in the and she's looking like she's from the, no disrespect, rest in peace, Debbie, uh, Debbie Stone. Uh, she looks like she's from the uh, 70s, 80s or some stuff. And like I did, I repeat, it's probably hundreds of millions of visitors that came through Walt Disney. So once you're that big, it's a gotcha game picking out individual stories unless it's like too crazy mysterious as the death of debbie stone apparently she is the sole death of disney cast members which obviously could be speculated by how much disney hides stuff but the way she died was so horrific it left so many people scratching their heads as whether or not it was an accident negligence or maybe something even darker debbie was just accepted into the iowa state university and in order for her to save money she ended up applying at disneyland because she did always want to work there and she ended up getting a job as a hostess and at disneyland a major ride there was called the carousel of progress which was redesigned to become a new attraction called america sing on june 28 1974 an automated musical extravaganza that paid tribute to the musical history that america debuted there were six theaters and they rolled around in sequence as to allow the theater audience to experience each event, basically. During such show, it was the job of the Disney hostess to stand on the left side of each stage in order to welcome people in and say goodbye to the people as well. And to make matters more depressing of this case, Debbie ended up calling her parents to ask them permission to marry the person that she loved. And obviously her parents happily obliged. So she was probably in a great mood that day. A little later, around 10.30, when the last show got over and the stages were shifting positions, a guest from the adjacent theater heard a blood-curdling scream. When the operators rushed to the scene they were horrified to see that debbie stone was actually crushed in between the walls of the theater still to this day no one has any idea how this happened you know was she just not paying attention did she trip like did, on the off chance that someone happened to shove her or push her like no one actually knows what happened but soon after this incident and sometimes even till this day people say that they hear the voice of someone telling people to be careful when they're on that which people believe to be the ghost of debbie trying to protect the people in the afterlife may she rest in peace that is a terrible way to go. Now this next one is animal abuse. So uh, 
Be Wary. This one is very hard to listen to. How Disney ended up creating a very popular Lemmings myth. This one is honestly confusing and strange because it honestly makes absolutely no sense why they did this at all. In 1958, Walt Disney produced White Wilderness, part of the studio's True Life Adventure series. White Wilderness featured a segment on the Lemmings, detailing their strange compulsion to commit mass suicide. And the big problem here is people who actually know about animals realize that lemmings don't commit mass suicide. That is a complete myth. They've never done that before ever. And it took a long time, many years for people to start realizing that this actually was a myth. Eventually there was an investigation and it was confirmed that the Disney filmmakers themselves threw the lemmings off the cliff. Oh, and shit. personally, you know, I, I am heavy against animal abuse. I do not. Oh show. shit. Hey, 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 that's fucked up. That's fucked up. That's a rogue producer. That's fucked up right there. Okay. Okay. Listen, that's fucked up. Video on my video i don't want that here but if you want to watch the 1958 white wilderness documentary it is on youtube and oh my god it is one of the hardest things i've had to watch not only the fact you could literally see lemmings being shoved but the fact that the lemmings are clinging on for dear life when they're being pushed off the cliff and the fact that they literally added cartoon sound effects when you know what i think i saw that to their death. Apparently, since this was released, there was a huge myth that started spreading everywhere that this was common, that lemmings just committed mass suicide. And it took so long for people to realize that this was fake. I have absolutely no idea why or how they did this. It makes no sense. These people lack any humanity whatsoever. Honestly, again, one of the hardest things I've had to watch in a while. The next one, pedophiles in Disneyland. Yes. Generalized, literally generalized, because okay. there's so many. Yep, I can say uh, gymnastics, wrestling, uh, give me Boy Scouts, Girl Scouts. Continue. Instances. Since 2006, 35 Disney employees have been arrested and accused of sexual crimes involving children, trying to meet a minor for sex or possession of child pornography. And out of that 35, 32 have been convicted of these crimes, which I guess in some sick way kind of makes sense. I mean, if you have a park that is centered around entertaining children. Wait, 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 wait. That's a good sign. What? That's so many pedophiles? No, no, that they're getting caught. When the last time 35 uh, 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 priests got arrested for pedophilia? When last time, so so the 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 cloak of secrecy is not that strong because I thought I was about to come here and bash them because I think they're in the news again for some for some uh, fuddy duddy shit or some whatever fuck you know what I'm talking about they doing some shit they wasn't supposed to do I think a mass number of them potentially find child predators trying to work there. I guess they just didn't do much for background checks. I mean, this kind of goes for everything, you know, children entertainers, religious groups, Nickelodeon, Disney Channel, the list goes on. Obviously, I'm not going to read every single case for, like I said before, there is so freaking many, but the fact that 35 people have been caught, you can only imagine how many more are still there who are kind of getting by without getting caught. And Disney obviously tries their best to cover this shit up, which leads to my next topic, the disgusting language 
length that Disney goes to hide when children get harmed. I mean, Disney, like I mentioned before, does everything they can to make the perfect place for children. They even go as far as trying to cover up the molestation of an 11-year-old child. In 2012, aboard the Disney Dream Cruise Line, a crew member employee followed an 11-year-old child into an elevator, and it does go into detail what happens and what he does but obviously I don't want to read those details. And even though there was substantial evidence, literally cameras showing the situation, Disney did nothing of the sort to report it. Instead, they ended up waiting an entire day and then they mentioned that it happened. And most people, including the FBI, assume that they were attempting to try to make it disappear in order to not get word out that something so horrible happened to a child at Disney. Later, that said man who did it admitted that he molested the child. And instead of letting the man get arrested and sent to the hands of the Florida police, Disney flew him back to India. In order to protect him for some reason, he literally admitted it, video evidence, and he got away with it. Which leads us to believe that this must yeah, be that's fucked up. commonplace as to how they handled it. They handled it so well that he got away with it. Imagine the other instances where they didn't get caught. Maybe no one mentioned that it was on cameras or they deleted the footage or maybe they were off camera and the child was just too afraid to admit that it happened. It's so disgusting to think about, but hey, that's Disneyland, a fairy tale place for children. So, now, wait, 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 wait. That was, that was a little strong, just a little strong, but, uh, uh, he should have he should have been charged. They shouldn't let him escape like that. But I'm still gonna say with uh with uh tens if not hundreds of millions of children that come through there, another rogue employee that no longer works there, but they did help cover it up. But I'm just saying we're talking about a billion dollar company here too. Also, why do you keep on saying that? Because I'm about to say, what if we do a special of the hundred if not thousands of people killed? On my on McDonald's premises. How about we talk about there's I, I, there's rapes that happen at Walmart, right? People, what we talk about all the shootings in Walmart. So how old is Walmart? Do you want to play a gotcha game? Do you think you will have more stuff on Walmart or Disneyland? And Disneyland specializes in kids, so it's more gruesome. More people think got killed that in the history of Disneyland going back to the 30s than how about Walmart properties? You think you think I have more people? So basically, I'm saying we can't look at this through a, our little small town little lens. We got to think about this is big business. This is big business. And uh, that will be like showing you all the people who get killed in these Teslas. And that would be a gotcha game if it doesn't rise above people getting killed in Fords. So being that they have, what, a couple million cars out there at the same time. So based on long story short, I'm saying when it's a big, a big corporation, the gotcha game could be played. And I'm not I'm not defending them, but you're not going to get me in an intellectual trap by Show me example of a bad guy working for Disney that got away with it when it was 30 million kids through that experience also. This piece of the puzzle is kind of just... Because, because when you talk about in the kid business, just look at the competition. Look at the, look at the uh, Boy Scouts. I will say... Look at 
daycare across the world. The daycare, all the daycares in the Midwest probably equal up to the type of operation, all of them, in like all 15 of those states or whatever, add up to the operation probably Disney doing with the same age range of kids. Look at the problems they have. Uh, a broad thought process of Disney as a whole. Because the Disney Channel sexual abuse cases are something so interesting. Because after researching a lot about Disney Channel sexual abuse cases, everything seems to be either hidden or worded differently in so many different instances where you don't actually know what's going on. There have been many Disney Channel actors and actresses who have came out and talked about sexual abuse, but a lot of times they don't mention specifics, they don't mention who did it, or how they did it, or, or when. Stories end up being shifted, Disney covers up a lot of things, and it, it, you end up at square one, where you don't really know. It's almost like the victims are too afraid to talk about specifics of what actually happens. It was different when it came to Nickelodeon because there were full cases and facts about what people did, but Disney, they're a lot more powerful than Nickelodeon. They have more money, they have more control, they have an image that they want to uphold and will do whatever it takes to maintain it. Throughout this video, we've seen countless times of Disney doing everything in their power to cover up things, to hide their skeletons, and not only trying, but completely succeeding in hiding their skeletons. I'm not gonna lie, this iceberg video could go on for hours and hours on end with how much stuff I've found. But the problem is a lot of things I've found have conflicting information where I didn't want to put it on here because I don't know if it's true because there's so many conflicting ideas. Which is really just terrifying because we have no idea what lies beneath those ears. And maybe we'll really never know the true depths of corruption that Disney actually has. But hey, ignorance is bliss, am I right guys? Shut the hell up. This was some bullshit. I'm not letting Disney off the hook, but I'm, I'm, I'm not. I'm not going for this, man. I understand what we're talking about. I need more. Even though they kind of showed, I need more systematic shit. You know what I mean? Like, as in, how about this? All of all corporations are are evil, and that's what it's going to take for you to use this information to bring down Disney. Because I'm saying, hey, you know what? I think this is a, this is an American problem around here, and at the same time, is once you understand the problem in America, and you really understand it, and you really understand the uh, cover up these corporations and stuff be doing for Disney to be in the kid game. I'm saying, wow, uh, being that Disney is America, I would think it'd be worse. That might sound bad, but but but. We can do this with any corporation, and I think we should be able to do it a lot more with Disney if we're about to take down the billion-dollar entity is Disney. Fuck the Disney. Hey, you want to see what NFL? Let's just do this with the NFL and their employees. Let's do this with the NBA and their employees. So let's do this with Walmart and their employees. Let's do this with McDonald's and their employees. So all I'm saying is, like, man, uh, I can get into a corporation is evil, uh, evil, uh, debate, uh, discussion, but to single out Disney, I'm saying based upon the size of this corporation with everything, I would say, uh, you ain't ruining Disney for me. Fuck that shit. Disney rolls on and the investigation continues. And I would say, uh, his video was almost bullshit. It's a big shit turd. Of of manipulating the facts and trying to paint 
a whole institution demonized, a whole institution that has brought joy to America, probably on the biggest scale in the history of American American kids. So uh, there's something there, but he didn't he didn't reach the uh, level of acceptability. Case dismissed. Get the fuck out of here, man. I'm just joking. No, you're not. A little bit. What enough. It was kind of weak. Thanks for supporting the Marlon Podcast Network. 14 different podcasts. Two new episodes every day. Catchphrase. I'm out. Could be like today where we make nine bucks a day. I won't complain no more. I swear my life. You twat. He moans about money, yet spends 3k a month on random shit he doesn't need. Owes 400 quid to energy company but refuses to sell expensive laptop, phone and a car he doesn't use. Mate. Wow. Also, remember that time you asked for donations to go to Texas? And then you never went? What happened mush? Remember when you asked for donations for a mortgage? And then spent it all on booze? Scamagore. Remember when you told everyone you were selling the Supra? And then scammed a gypsy? Keck. I've made mistakes. Who has Why it? don't you get a stable job and save the stress would do wonders for your health no cap. Stream's gone a bit boring boy. Might be worth thinking about giving us some actual entertainment, bruh. Hey, I don't want We've done the big bit. Oh, Next Lord. scene. Every try, try, you always lie, lie. Every female, every guy, guy, don't try to escape and get high, high. Now I lay me down to sleep. What I did do not happen to me. It might seem like I'm rapping the beat. I pray the Lord my soul to keep. If I die before I wake, my apologies for heaven's sake. My inner space is out of space. Too bad it went down this way. Run DMC, then walk this way. Stare with the heaven on the hip hop beat. Staring at heaven even if I sleep. Wake up from death seven days a week. Consciousness is continuously. All I know is eternity. To be or not to be. The beat is feeling kind of deep to me. Is it you? It speaks to me. Voices in my head play a symphony. Bach mixed with Tupac, Beethoven. I I stay smoking. I'm really trying to quit, but I stay smoking. I really want to hit, but I stay hoping. They seem the same open. I really want to change. I hope you notice. Forgive me for my sins when I lose focus. Forgive you. I hope you're joking. Karma came back and stuck his nose in. What you chosen is the chosen. Don't ever lie, lie. Say goodbye, bye.